What's up, Yugi Bros, uh, Yugi Ladies, and Yugi They Thems? It's time for our podcast. I summon a podcast card. Ah, but you've played it in defense position. Oh shit, that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah. Well, it's another week, duelists, and we're still doing really funny good bits here on the Yugi Bros podcast. Actually, your bit was really funny. I just didn't have anything to play off of it. Uh, we'll uh, find out my rating for this two-part episode, so I hope listeners are excited for that. Stick around, listeners. Um, before we get into the two episodes, uh, we're going to step outside the dueling arena and talk about what we are watching or doing that's not uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! related. Um, I'll turn the floor over to you, Sam, first. Uh, what what are you what are you watching? Sure, I finished um, all six seasons of Community, which are on Netflix. Oh wow! That's which I've awesome. been watching since I've been watching it for like three months or something because I watch shows. Wow. Slowly. Uh, mm-hmm. But man, what a great show! That's one of the best shows. Uh, did you watch it when it was airing? I did, I, and I remembered like parts of it. But it's watching it now, you kind of appreciate how ahead of its time it was when it came out back then Mm -hmm. because it came out around the same time as like parks and rec and it just had a totally different vibe and it has a bunch of meta stuff which i love um Mm -hmm. and even the seasons where it's like dan Harmon wasn't there which i think is season five still pretty good and then season six is still like decent but you can definitely tell the like things are starting to fall apart um Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a season that you would say is like your favorite? I have a favorite episode, I think. Uh, oh, which one? It's probably the one. So they the cast reunited for like a charity thing where they did a mm-hmm. uh, script reading over Zoom. Yeah. And it's the episode where Pierce is dead and he's like, they're uh, reading his will or whatever and everyone's attached to a lie detector. Oh. And what's what I like about this episode is like it all takes place in the study room. There's really no other cuts or anything, and it's just like really, really funny writing, good writing. Yeah, I feel like the best episodes of that show were ones where they were kind of like bottle episodes where they all happened in one space. Yeah, there's there's also like just iconic episodes like a lot of the paintball ones, and mm-hmm. my friend mentioned the the chicken tender mafia one which is really great yeah Yeah. um i really liked the uh first dungeons and dragons episode that they did yeah i need to rewatch that one because it's not on netflix it's not yeah because of the the rights situation no because uh isn't like professor chang in like it's supposed to be like a goblin or something but it's clearly in blackface that's but i i thought thought that they like addressed that in the episode probably but i think netflix just like i don't know it's a weird situation Mm, that's weird 
It, yeah, it was definitely weird watching it because people would be like, they would reference that episode, and I'd be like, "What? <laughs> I don't remember yeah, this." That's weird. Yeah. Actually, I think that if that was first season, I have the first season on DVD, so I can just let you borrow that if you wanted. I'll just find uh, it online somewhere, probably. Yeah. What about um, you? What have you been watching? Well, I haven't been watching a lot of stuff, but I have been playing something, and what I've been playing is good old Metal Gear Solid. Oh, shit. I know. Everybody gets to hear about it, because it took me, like, all weekend to beat Revolver Ocelot. Is that who's like how far you are? You just beat Ocelot, or...? Yeah, I just beat Ocelot. Um, I sat through eight hours of cutscene, which was fine with me, because I was tired. You're playing on the PS1. Yeah, I'm playing on like a PS1 mini. Okay, so um, you're like that has... straight up playing the original, you know, mm-hmm. like enhancements. Because that game's very yeah, like, maybe. the controls are very weird. If you mm-hmm. like, in modern controls, they're just like, the snake feels very tanky, like his movement and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a great, great game because there's just like, at the time, stuff like, uh, you know how the guards can, like, see your footprints or whatever? Yeah, that was... I did not like that. Yeah, that was just, <laughs> like, game-changing at the time. There wasn't really mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, um, I had been watching a uh, Metal Gear retrospective series on YouTube by this uh, YouTuber called Thor High Heels. And he was basically going over, like, the entire series from, like, the very, very beginnings of it as a game that you played on this, like, really, uh, I don't, it's kind of like a, a very niche, like, Japanese computer system called MSX. Yeah, the original Metal Gears. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the original Metal Gears, and, like, the one that you're playing the Metal Gear Solid on PS1 is like a direct sequel to the one of the MSX games or it might have been like a Nintendo port of it where they yeah. retooled it to have more story how do you feel about the story so far um i mean i think it's interesting i i'm not really far enough that i've met like every single character yeah, have you met? Um, who have you met? You met Ocelot. So, yeah, so I met Ocelot because it took me like fucking a bazillion tries to finally uh, kill him. Which I, everybody, the thing everybody told me was like, oh, you just have to keep running and shoot him while he's reloading. But that was really hard because I wouldn't be able to catch up. Yeah, I mean the controls and are also, also like not good for I'm shooting not, in that game. Well, I'm not very good at aiming. Yeah. Um, so what I ended up doing was using the extra C4 that you can get if you blow a hole and go into that other room with the two cameras in it. Sure. Um, yeah, (laughs) I went and grabbed some of the extra C4 and set up C4 on the different walls and just blew it up when he ran by. Nice lower his um health bar faster uh, and then i just needed one shot to 
get him. And then I had to sit through a cutscene where I got to hear uh, Solid Snake pretend that he knows about um, mergers and takeovers. Uh, it's it's a really weird uh, storyline to listen to in the modern day because it seems like a totally different view of what the American government is doing in general than mm. like what it's been proven you should, to do. You should play two and then you'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah well because like i there's the one is like very cold war stuff right or kind of yeah uh, well because it's also like oh the nuclear war yeah, never yeah, went away right. and i'm like wow this must have been mind-blowing at the time but that's just like everybody knows that now um it it it's very strange also the idea that oh the government's not spending enough on the military uh, which is very um, almost quaint to think now. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid has always been a more political game, which I appreciate, and talking about it in a way that's mm-hmm. like not, you know, it has action movie parts, but it's not, uh, I don't know, it's not like Call of Duty where it's just like, here are the good guys, do the good stuff. It's just like. Yeah, it's a little more uh, gray Yeah, in terms of, especially since the person you're playing as is not technically within the military you're still kind of outside of it yet yeah you're dealing with people directly in it and so it's kind of muddy and then you get into like the games that are prequels about uh big boss and all that kind of stuff they uh they remade the original metal gear solid for gamecube and they called it twin snakes and they added some new, I guess, crazy cutscenes, but um, that one's really good. Crazy cutscenes? Yeah, they're like more. There's like a part where Snake does a flip off of a rocket that's being shot at him or something. Oh, I saw, I feel like I saw a clip of that, but it's like where he flips over a door frame. Probably, yeah. Um, so he doesn't get seen, which seems fake. Um, but. I did get to see one of my favorite uh, Metal Gear posts last night because I was just kind of like tootling around in the tag on Tumblr and it's just a screenshot of like a Reddit story of this guy who um, his girlfriend found all of his like (laughs) all of his big boss porn that he had stored away and he's like she finally noticed that like really the only video games I had were the Metal Gear games and I had a bunch of big boss figurines and she told me that I had 24 hours to get rid of all of my Metal Gear and big boss stuff otherwise she would break (laughs) up with me and he's like I don't know what to do I want to stay with my girlfriend but I can't can't abandon big boss (laughs) that's a true Metal Gear big boss fan I think it is very interesting to me how many people have like intense loyalty for Big Boss. Yeah, they're like uh, like in five, you have like a base and you get soldiers and you can just beat the shit out of them and then they're like, "Thanks, boss." I mean, like real walking around, real life people yeah. are like, "I love Big Boss," yeah. and I'm like, "That's wild." I love Solid Snake because he has fifty dogs, <laughs> and he seems kind of. Uh, 
like I'm sure he's smart, but he also seems kind of dumb, and yeah. I like that in a character. Um, but unfortunately, I think that I will enjoy Revolver Ocelot a lot, even though he killed me like ten times, because he seems gay. So I'm interested to see what you think of uh, the other characters as you run into them. Yeah, I'm excited to meet all the people. I'm also excited to uh, interact more with um, Meryl. Oh yeah, she's the next. She's the next person that I have to like reach through the codec. Uh, which is it's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's a fun game. Cool. Um. Anyways, let's talk about another fun game, and it's called Dual Monsters. Um, let's talk about the two episodes that we watched. That's right. Which are. Yes. Champion versus Creator Part 2. Part 2. Um, and we also watched... The uh, Night Before. The Night Before, which did not have Seth Rogen in it. But, um... Is that... That um, does sound like a Seth Rogen movie. Is that actually one there of his a, Yeah, there's a Seth Rogen movie with, like, him and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And one other person, but I don't remember... Wait, he's in two movies with JGL? Because he's also in 50-50 with JGL. Yeah, 50-50 is a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, it's him, JGL, and another person that I don't remember. And I'm going to feel bad about it. Uh, but yeah, they're in like a Christmas movie. Um, Weird. Yeah, the best part is, so in the movie, uh, Seth Rogen is married to, like, a Catholic woman, and he takes a bunch of mushrooms and realizes that he said he would be at uh, Catholic Mass before Christmas with her, so he goes, but he's, like, tripping out on mushrooms, sitting in the middle of a cathedral, and it's very funny. Well, there's Uh, some tripping up in this episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, when Pegasus ask Kaiba, did you watch cartoons? Uh, yeah, and it turned out um, Kaiba didn't watch cartoons. Also, sorry, side note, uh, Anthony Mackie is the other person okay. who was in The Night Before. <laughs> just in case anyone was <laughs> wondering. Um, yes, so Champion versus Creator is kind of a continuation of the duel that we had before. Except now we're kind of seeing Pegasus sort of dominate the duel, and it's like it's not a pretty picture. Well, it's a very uh, uh, what's it called caricature of duel monsters. If you know what yeah. I'm saying. Um, my <laughs> at the start of the episode, they explain the Millennium Eye like three different times. But it's like Yugi is explaining the eye to his friends as like, oh, Pegasus can use that to look at another person's deck. And then we switch to like Pegasus talking in his mind and he's also explaining the (laughs) eye again. And I'm like, why is he explaining it? Does he just like think in a monologue about what his special powers are? Probably. Probably. Uh, but yes, Pegasus loved the cartoons. He talks about his favorite show, Funny Bunny. Funny Bunny, um, who gets chased around by rough, gruff McDog. 
Um, it's kind of a uh, Bugs Bunny um, parody, sort of. Yeah. And that really clashes with Kaiba's like no nonsense attitude. Yeah, I like the we're seeing like a different art style in the show with the cartoony mm-hmm. characters. It looks really cool, um, and just kind of like this squash and stretch of them is really interesting to see up against uh, Kaiba's like regular styled monsters. Yeah. Because um, the Toon monsters almost look scarier than the regular monsters. Yeah, they have kind of a weird, uh, I don't know, like a demented look to them. Like they're mm-hmm. unstable. Yeah. Um, so Pegasus plays a card called Toon World that allows him to uh, protect all of his Toon cards. Um, so whenever he, he whenever that card is on the field, he can have his Toon cards jump back into this like big storybook sort of looking thing, and that um, protects them from any attacks. Yeah, and Kaiba says, your move's a cartoon? Which I thought was good. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Kaiba's ever watched cartoons in his life. Although I did like that um, he keeps being like, this isn't like one of those Saturday morning cartoons, <laughs> because this like totally would have been on like the WB yeah. on Saturday morning. Uh, um, yeah, so the gang is like, that looks like a pop-up book, and everyone's kind of wondering what's up with this tune stuff. And I, my makes a pun when um yeah, it's a bad hair. Day. Yeah, yeah. When uh the hair destroys, what, does it destroy uh what's it called, Rude Kaiser, or does it dodge an attack? Uh, yes, yeah. It it destroys Rude Kaiser, which is another blow to Kaiba's life points. Um, but then it jumps back into the Toon World book, uh, which kind of reminds me of um, Dark Castle that, uh, what's his name? Oh. Uh, Panic played. Right. I was going to say ago. Shadow Man. <laughs> uh, just because it's a, a card that's more of a location than like a, a monster. Yeah, I don't really get how this book works. Because later um, Pegasus summons other monsters that don't use the book and they just kind of dodge attacks, but whatever. Uh, yes. Well, I think the book only works with tune-type monsters, so if he's summoning monsters that aren't tune-types, then they can't go in the book, I would assume. Uh, okay. Um, we also later learn from Yugi that this particular card is super powerful, which is why, like, nobody's ever... Oh, yeah, he's it. like, it hasn't been distributed yeah. ever. <laughs> it hasn't been distributed. He's like, I, it, I heard of it being manufactured, but it was never distributed because it was too powerful, kind of like Pot of Greed. Uh, but it looks like the reason it was never distributed is that Pegasus has the only copy. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah, everyone's like, that doesn't seem like Everyone's like, this doesn't seem fair. Nothing about this duel seems fair. Yeah. It's a very unfair duel, 
Um, and it only gets more unfair when Pegasus uh, basically turns the Blue-Eyes White Dragon that he took from Kaiba into a toon Blue-Eyes White Dragon. Um, and Kaiba says that uh, Pegasus has stripped the Blue-Eyes White Dragon of his pride by turning him into a, a little toon. I like the toon Blue-Eyes. It looks cool. Yeah. It looks like... Uh, if I was more uh, careless with my body, I would get that as a tattoo. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of, like, all of the little mascots for, like, skateboarding companies. Oh, yeah, that'd be, in the that would be sick on a, on a deck, yeah. Yeah, I would buy a t-shirt with that at Zoomies. Um, so, now that Kaiba is basically like, okay, every card that I've played, Pegasus is, like, magically known how to defeat it almost like he knows what i'm playing so i'm going to start i'm going to put down the deck that i have like the cards that i have in my hand and i'm just going to start pulling cards and playing them without looking at them first so that i don't really have a strategy um and the gang is like oh my gosh kaiba's gonna have to use the heart of the cards and like really have didn't yugi do this last time Against Pegasus? I think so. Yeah. Like, I remember Yami Yugi doing it. But, um... I don't remember if Yami Yugi, like... Did he put down his... The de- the hand that he had? No, he didn't discard, I don't think. No. So, like, Kaiba's doing it where he doesn't really have... Uh, a hand of cards. Yeah. He is just pulling and playing. Yeah. Which means there's like not a ton of strategy that he can. Um, but he gets lucky. Do or he gets lucky because he believes in the heart of the cards. Yeah. He's got faith, and he pulls a blue eyes white dragon to go up against the tune. Uh yeah, and when he has the blue eyes strike the tune, it bends and twists out of the way of the attack. Mm-hmm. Because it's it like squashes and stretches yeah. away from the attack and then um, which I think makes Pegasus say you should have watched more cartoons <laughs> yeah which I'm sure is like really going over great yeah. with Kaiba and the audience there's also like a fun fact he lays out he's like there's 3013 episodes of Funny Bunny which I was just like that's a lot of episodes of anything that's too many episodes. That's, I don't know, multiple seasons. Well, there was like a big arc in Funny Bunny with like a lot of character development. So, yeah. like a lot had to happen in it. Um, so, uh, the tune gets powered up with like some, this card that's like called Shine Palace. That gives it extra light power or whatever. Yeah. And it tries to attack Kaiba's blue eyes, but Kaiba uses negate attack, so it doesn't affect him. Oh, when the when the I like this part when the the blue eyes gets buffed, the tune ones. It like does the volcano arms, like it flexes and there's volcanoes coming out of its arms, and then Mai says. I don't know much about cartoons, but exploding volcano biceps seems bad. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, I, it feels like the only person who has been watching cartoons in the entire room is Pegasus. Yes. Um, but I liked when uh, Kaiba was reaching into his deck and had to, like, have faith in his cards that we saw, like, a ghost Mokuba reaching with him because it's, like, he... His, like, faith in his brother is helping him choose the right cards. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah. These siblings love each other, and they're gonna try and save each other. However, that doesn't totally work. Uh, um, so, Kaiba's basically sort of bought himself some more time except that Pegasus plays a card called uh, Dragon Capture Jar, right. which steals Kaiba's blue eyes again. And yeah, Kaiba's defeated the first blue eyes from by using this like chain magic card that makes it not able to dodge attacks. Yeah, so. yeah he like... Uh, wraps it up in chains so that it can't do the squash and, squash and stretch and then blasts it with his blue eyes and he says um looks like tunes don't always get the last laugh which was a good that was a good comeback yeah. and now Pegasus is like real pissed because how dare you destroy my tunes yeah is he saying something about imprisoning joy or something yeah, he's like, oh, these tunes are the manifestation of joy, and you're destroying it. And I'm like, dude, you, like, stole his <laughs> yeah. brother's soul. Yeah. Uh, if anybody is, like, stealing joy, it is literally you. I think it's interesting how Pegasus uses his opponent's cards against them. Mm-hmm. Like, how you mentioned he captures the blue eyes, the second blue eyes, with the, the dragon jar thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what happens after that? I just know there's a like other card Kaiba likes that Pegasus uses um, back on. Yeah, so he captures the dragon with the dragon capture jar, but then um, Kaiba pulls a card so that he can attack the ca- the jar. However, um, Pegasus plays a card called Doppelganger that lets him mimic a card in Kaiba's deck and so he mimics the virus card so um, by mimicking the virus card he makes it so when Kaiba attacks the dragon capture jar it infects his whole entire deck because the virus only um, attacks creatures that are like a hundred uh, 1500 attack points or above and Kaiba's whole deck is basically just like super powered monster cards which means his entire deck is now basically useless because all those cards are infected so he like um, is using Kaiba's powerful deck against him and unlike Yami Yugi who might have had like more magic cards that would help him power up his uh, like 
less his like smaller monsters the way he did with Karibo by combining it with the um, multiply monster. Right. Kaiba doesn't really have a plan if he's not using super overpowered monsters like Blue Eyes or any of the dragon cards. Yeah. Um, so he basically destroys Seto's whole deck so that the only thing he can play is Soggy the Dark Clown, which uh, gets trounced. Yeah, it gets. I think it gets killed by a card called Bakuri Box or something. Yeah, it's like a jack-in-the-box that has a scythe, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, like, it pulled the scythe out of its mouth, which I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Fucked up if it's true. Yeah, and Kaiba loses the duel. Yeah. Hey, do you think, like, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! universe, there's, like, BuzzFeed listicles that are, like... <laughs> top 20 dual monsters cards that'll give you nightmares um and it's just like a list of i bet there's a duelist that does that that that's like a youtuber that does that yeah yeah uh youtubers would be wild (laughs) i feel like there's those people that just open packs of cards that's like all their content i think yeah I mean, it's like those uh, beauty gurus who get, like, the boxes sent to them, and then you unbox them, and you're like, here's a new highlighter for me to try. Yeah. Have you ever seen, like, like the kids' toys ones? Where it's it's just, like, a disembodied hands, and they're doing a weird voice. One time my niece showed me one, and I was just like, this is, I don't like this. Hmm. I don't like the ones where they're they're talking, because I don't like the ASMR. Yeah. But there, there is, like, a a, ch- a Japanese channel where this guy just gets, like, novelty stuff. And the whole video is just, like, the sort of free, the royalty-free music. And then him using it. And it's it's great. It's <laughs> awesome. He, like, got this, like, yakisoba maker. And, like, the whole video was just him making, like, so much yakisoba. <laughs> It, like, made my stomach hurt because he was eating all of it, and I was like, oh, my God. Um, Pegasus does trap uh, Kaiba, and he takes his soul and puts him in a cart. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Kaiba's like, forgive me, Mokuba. It's really Um, odd because in the next episode, everyone's kind of just okay. That's what I wanted to say, because the end of this episode is, like, so dark. Like, Yugi is crying. He's like, how could you do this? He's so emotional that he, like, like Yami Yugi comes out and is like, I'm going to fucking trounce you, Pegasus. You suck. And Pegasus does, like, a super evil laugh. And everybody's like, oh, my God. Kaiba basically died in front of us. Yeah. And then the next episode is, like, sleepover time. (laughs) Yeah, fucking Tristan and Joey are uh, chowing down at this big feast, and they're like, wow, we sure love <laughs> being in this guy's castle. Yeah. And I'm like, did you guys forget that you just saw someone get, like, soul murdered yeah. two seconds ago? And, like, his soulless corpse just got led off by two dudes? Um, yeah, it's pretty Which, as... Pretty as as Kaiba's um, soulless body is let off, uh, Pegasus is like, 
teach it to do dishes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Uh, um, before we jump into the next episode, why don't we take a fun break? And uh, I thought we could do this thing where it's like um, if we had to write Tinder profiles for characters. Yeah, let's preview. do a bit. Let's do a bit. It's time for um, doing a bit. <laughs> um. So, I, of the characters that I think would use Tinder, because I don't know, some of the Yu-Gi-Oh characters probably don't. Um, I feel like, I feel like Yu-Gi wouldn't, I, wouldn't use Tinder. Like, he wouldn't even know about it. I think Yugi would use Tinder. I don't think Kaiba would use Tinder. I think he would use one of those like weird dating apps that are like for young professionals only. Oh, like the ones for famous people? Yeah, yeah. like the ones where you have to be approved before you can get on it. Yeah, which or he would like just make recipe. one. Yeah. But you could only a, like date Kaiba. It's a duelder. It's for duelder. That's good. Duelder, yeah. Um, but I'm sure like my has a pretty prominent tinder yeah what do you think her profile Uh, would say oh geez uh her profile would probably be like do not message me if you have won less than 20 duels i'm not in it for the love if you're not gonna pay for dinner on the first date don't message me um, and then the thing that like hooks up to your Spotify, it would just be like Cardi B songs. Yeah. Like her anthem would be uh, WAP. So, Cardi B, some Megan Stallion. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like she there. she would have uh, very strict rules, like you said, and then also ha- also have like bougie photos of her like on vacation and maybe like one thirst trap picture i mean they would all be thirst trap pictures but they would be like she's sexily uh kayaking or hiking or stuff um my is one of those people i swipe right on but i'm like they're not gonna swipe right on me but oh yeah And all, but like the weird thing about it is that none of her pictures are group pictures. It's just her. Yeah. So you keep being like, but who's taking pictures of her? <laughs> and it's all of her previous Tinder dates are the ones who've taken the pictures, um, not knowing that they're laying the groundwork mm-hmm. for other dudes to get into the Tinder. Um, although I do think she does women and men under the profile because like then you get better odds right so she's like i cast a wide net because uh anybody can be rich so what about um joey's tinder profile like i'm kind of torn between it being like those tinder profiles of dudes who like every picture is them with a different fish (laughs) or that would be the the fish Duelist guy. I forgot his name. Uh, Mako Tsunami? Yeah, that would be him. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it would be, like, either it would be something like that, or it's, like, a lot of group pictures, but it's not specified which one he is. 
so it's very confusing. Or it would be one of those ones where it's just a meme picture. And you're like, I don't know what to do with this one. Do you think he would, like, put, I love my sister in it or something? Or, like, have a pic with his sister and be like, that's my sister. <laughs> no, no. I don't know if he would have a pic of his sister, but I think it would come up in the, like, message conversation mm. too soon. Yeah. Like, you would be like, hey, let's meet up for drinks. And he'd be like, oh, I wish I could, but I have to go. My sister's surgery is that day, and I can't also right. the day I can't go the day after either because I'm gonna be hanging out with my sister after her surgery that I did pay for. And you're kind of like, I don't know what you are trying to convey with me right now. Yeah. Um, it seems like your priority level is your sister, so I'm not sure why you're on Tinder right <laughs> now. Um. Uh, I think that Yugi's profile is, like, very fun. Like, there's pictures of him just sort of hanging out. I think it uh, would just be about dual monsters. But maybe that's maybe that's Yami Yugi's profile. Well, the thing is, there's, like, one picture in all of his Tinder pictures that you're like, that's a different guy. Right. You're like, this hair is the same, but that's a different Why is person. he taller? Do you think Why Yugi lies taller? about his height and puts Yami Yugi's height instead of his? Probably. Yeah. They're technically the same height. I like the idea of him writing, uh, there's a centuries-old uh, ancient being living inside of me. Like, at the end. Actually, <laughs> I just got hit by, like, a... Um, a big-brained idea. Like, it's very galaxy brain. Um, so, like, Yami, Yugi, and Yugi are technically two different people, so I think that Yugi, like, consults with Yami, Yugi, or Yami, Yugi consults with Yugi about, like, how to write his Tinder bio, because he's, like, an ancient Egyptian pharaoh right. and doesn't understand. And so Yugi's like, actually, you can't put anything about about slaves in your <laughs> Tinder bio because that's like fucked up. You can't put anything about sending people to the shadow realm. No, no one wants to hear that. We can't talk about that. Also, <laughs> like technically, you don't own all that gold anymore, so it you shouldn't brag about it. Uh, but you should put that you have a six pack. So these are just the things that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. We're gonna put in here. Um, there are a lot of pictures of them with their multitude of belts. I feel like uh, Taya's profile would write, I love the office. Yeah. yeah, she's like, I'm just looking for the gym to my parents. Yeah, she's, she's very, her profile would be very basic. Her profile is very basic, and she and Mai keep accidentally uh, swiping right on each other. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, sorry, sorry, it was an accident. Um... Uh, and then they would still go to Orange Julius together for just, like, a fun time. Nice. Um, and Pegasus's Tinder bio says, uh, no fats, no femmes. <laughs> that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, but you're looking at it, and you're like, you can't say no femmes. You are, you can't say that. There one time I saw a Tinder bio that had that, but like the guy had his shirt tucked in in every photo, and I'm like, no, mm -mm, 
<laughs> you don't get to say no femmes and then have your shirt cut, tucked in in all of these pictures. It's pretty if you were a mask, you would untuck. Um, I don't know enough about Tristan or... Uh, I, I think Bandit Keith would have the worst profile. Oh, yeah, it would be absolutely He'd terrible. definitely be shooting a gun. You have one where he's fishing. He'd be flat. He'd be lifting his shirt up in front of his mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be a picture of him with another woman, and he would be like, "Ignore her." <laughs> her face would be blown yeah, yeah. Uh, he would definitely. I feel like he owns a motorcycle, so he's definitely doing that. Yeah, uh, but he keeps buying a bunch of super likes. Oh yeah, he's definitely he would... a, a big spender. A whale. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's got a, a Tinder gold profile. Yeah. Um, I think Tristan has a lot of pictures of him with different bikes that he's fixed. Okay. Like motorbikes. <laughs> I don't know. I get that vibe from him, especially in the, the next episode, the night before. He feels like the kind of guy that's always, like, working on a different, like, personal project. He's pretty good at, like, parkour stuff. I'll give him that. Mm-hmm. So maybe he goes to the gym a lot. Maybe he's a gym guy. He feels like a guy that you wouldn't expect to have a lot of hobbies, but then you talk to him and you're like, oh, you have a lot of hobbies. Yeah, he's like, I love the outdoors. I'm a gym rat. Uh, I hang out with some nerds. He seems like he would have foodie, maybe, in his bio. Mm. He'd be like, I'm always up for a new food adventure. Um, Something about pomade or like his hair. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I have the sharpest hair <laughs> in the whole town. Uh, and Bakura has too many emojis in his bio. Nice. Yeah. What if Bakura's is just like him fighting against his uh, evil spirit within him? So it's just like a the, the first half of the profile is like fun and lighthearted and then the second half is dark. It's like one of those memes where a kid like photo edits their webcam pictures so like in one they have angel wings yeah and in one they have like demon wings yeah. and he's like i can be your devil or your angle yeah and you're like that seems like a lot of drama for me <laughs> uh, he's like i'm i can be a lot of fun but i also have a twisted soul yeah spotify song is like three days grace or something that's a lot of Eminem. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, and Mokuba doesn't have a Tinder. No. He has a Roblox account. Yeah. Well, I think that's and, that's everyone for yeah. the bit, right? Yeah, that's everyone. Bit's over. <laughs> Get out. Bit's done. All right. Uh, it's time to move on. We're going to a different room. Join us next time as we uh, do everyone's <laughs> LinkedIn profile. No, <laughs> I'm so bad at LinkedIn. I haven't used it in eight years, so. How? Uh, yeah. Uh, Anyways, next episode. Next episode, the night before. There's a feast. Not starring Seth Rogen, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right. or Anthony Mackie. I think uh, there's a joke about dual munchers or something. Because they're all eating. Yeah. Well, because we talked about it a little bit toward the end of that other episode, but the beginning of this episode is so, like, 
incongruous with the end of the last episode because it's very lighthearted. Yeah. It's like Joey and Tristan. It's almost like the last episode did not happen. Like when yeah. I started watching it, I was like, wait, is this like a flashback episode? Because <laughs> it's this called The episode... Night Before, and I was like, oh, is this like before this the last duel? I was very confused. It's weird. I Honestly, I found this episode kind of boring and for it felt the most to me like I was watching like a Saturday morning kids show. Yeah. Especially like the color palette and stuff was very um it just wasn't really good. Mm. And it was kind of cramming a lot of um exposition in. Yeah. that you need, I guess, before the next few episodes. It seemed like they it seemed like a four kids we've cut a lot out of the other episodes to make our plot make sense and now we need an episode that's sort of a catch-all for the things that need to be explained before we move on right um um pegasus announces or no croquet croquet announces that the duelists need a certain card to be entered into the playoffs which One's the King's Gold card or something. something. So in their invitation, it's like the thing that I constantly worry about whenever I get invited or registered for some kind of conference, which is there is an element of the invitation that you need to bring for the Duelist Kingdom duel. And basically in their invite, they got two cards. One is called um, Glory of the King's Hand. And the other one is basically called Opposite of the Glory of the King's Hand, which is a bad card name. And it's a blank card? It's which a blank I was card. Like, is this a censored thing, or is it just a blank card? I t- it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, so you need both cards, because if the Glory of the King's Hand card allows you to claim the $3 million prize, and the opposite glory card allows you to challenge pegasus to the duel i missed that detail well those are the two (laughs) cards i just remember Uh, the part where they only needed one or something right well they need one of them uh if they have both of them they can do both of those things but they only need one of them to participate in the tournament Oh, okay and so Joey and Bandit Keith start sweating because they both don't have those cards because they were technically not invited. Right. Uh, Bandit Keith, because he's a jerk who stole everybody's everything. He's a dirty cheater. He's a dirty cheater. And Joey, because he only joined for after finding out about the money and really was because uh, Yugi lent him some star chips. Yeah. Um, they also get another surprise in their soups. Oh, yeah. Which is an eyeball. Yeah, which looks and a lot like Pegasus's, Pegasus's eye. Yeah, it was gross. You think you would, like, feel in it soup. in the soup when you're eating the soup, but I guess not. Yeah. Not great. Anyways, inside the eye is a note. Yeah, inside the eye is a little piece of paper that has a letter on it, and then they put that letter into the computer, which seems... Yeah, they're like, we built this high-tech computer to match you up against each other, and the letters are just A, B, C, and D, and then it's like, 
oh, the mat the match results are A versus B, C versus D. Yeah, I'm like, there's four people. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you need a computer to like calculate the matches. You could literally do it with just like a lottery. I like to think that there wasn't actually like a good computer, and Croquet was just like, okay, uh, just make it A versus B and C versus D. He is like writing it out yeah. on a whiteboard, and he's like, I've done all the calculations. <laughs> we'll have A versus B and C versus D, and that's how it'll go. Yeah. Um, so our matches are going to be Joey versus Bandit Keith and Yugi versus Mai. Um, and Joey and Bandit Keith trade some insults, and Yugi is like, I'm so excited to duel my friend Mai in a friendly competition. It's like very good, polite. Good sports. Yeah. And uh, basically that's sort of they have that night where they're going to sleep. Everyone then, gets their own room. Yes, they all get their own room and then the next day they will be able to uh, duel each other. I did want to call attention to the fact to how uh, Joey pronounces sumo wrestler, which is sumo wrestler. <laughs> I don't remember that. Like he, well, he like makes a joke because he ate so much, and he's like, "Oof, I feel like a sumo wrestler." <laughs> and I'm like, "You couldn't do that little extra research, or maybe do another take where he pronounces sumo right?" No. Nah, no, that's not how you pronounce it in Brooklyn. Uh, but. While he's sort of bemoaning um, how much he ate, he's also like, man, I'm not going to be able to duel. Like, it doesn't matter because I don't have either of those cards. Right. However, he does have a friend, Yugi, who gives him the Glory of the King's Hand card so that he can claim the $3 million prize should he win. Oh, nice. Uh, so they basically split. Uh, but when he they do that exchange who's in the background doing a little listen, but Bandit Keith, who's like, <laughs> I'm going to get my hands on a card later tonight. Uh, everyone goes to sleep, except they don't. Everybody has schemes. Except for Yugi, really. Yeah. Mai's um, trying to prepare her deck for most of the night. Yeah, Mai's like, I gotta figure out a good strategy to um win the duel against Yugi since he's already seen me duel twice I need to do something totally different uh, which is pretty smart because he has seen her duel twice he knows all of her tricks she needs to come up with something that's totally yep. different and Bandit Keith uh, goes into Joey's room to steal the card and we see his okay. eyes for the first time yeah his eyes are pretty beady like rat's eyes yeah um, I also like the fact that so a bunch of stuff happens. Bandit Keith doesn't go to steal Joey's card until like mid episode. He's just like laying on his bed whistling and it seems like he waited an amount of time before he went to go do it and I'm kind of like why did you wait? <laughs> He's like do 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 oh is it time to steal? Yeah. <laughs> and he just like hops off his bed yeah. and is like better go commit a crime. Yeah. And then he almost, he thinks he wakes up Joey because Joey's like, don't touch that. But Joey talks in his sleep. Yeah, he's like, um, 
doing some standard kids uh, cartoon sleeping where he talks in his sleep and says um, LOL random things. Yep. Uh, like donut and pizza. But the... Uh, uh, but Taya is uh, surprised when there's a knock at her door. Yeah, Taya is like, oh, it's the first time I've been able to sleep in a bed, but I just don't feel like I can sleep, which is understandable. You did see a man get murdered <laughs> earlier. Yeah, so. you are living, or you are spending a night in a murderer's mansion. Castle. Yeah, it's alright. I mean, that makes sense that you would be a little restless. Uh, so she gets a knock at her door, and it's Tristan and Bakura, and Tristan's like, I think that uh, Pegasus was cheating in the duel against Kaiba. And it's weird because it seems like Bakura doesn't agree with him. And also, did they have a room together? Because they're both hanging out together. Um, so Tristan, Taya, and Bakura discuss... Maybe Tristan actually was like, I don't want to sleep next to Bakura. Let's go do something. Yeah. Well, it, it feels like... Tristan is almost forcibly making Bakura his friend because everybody else has been dueling so much that he's like, I gotta talk to the one guy who seems like he's also not super into duel monsters. Right. We're gonna hang out whether you like it or not. And it seems like it's closer to not. Um, basically, Tristan is like, I don't trust Pegasus. He seems like a punk. I think he's lying. Let's go investigate the dueling arena. So he, Taya, and Bakura go off to have a little side adventure um, and do other things uh, in some of the not... It's very badly animated. I don't really like it. Um, but they're kind of hanging out, uh, figuring out what went on in Kaiba's duel. Meanwhile, Yugi is having a nightmare where he hears his grandpa's voice calling out to him and uh, runs after him, finds his grandpa's soul card, and then his grandpa's soul card gets attached to like, this big stone monolith with uh, Kaiba and Mokuba's card. Also, they're both also there on stone monoliths. Yeah. It's very confusing. I mostly remember his dream just being his grandpa saying, you gotta use your powers to defeat... Pegasus's powers, and it, he just kind of kept saying that. Yeah, I think it was around then that I wrote in my notes, this episode is boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, basically, Yugi's grandpa is like, Pegasus has shadow powers, and he's going to use them to try to steal your soul, too. You have to help and save us. And I'm like, how is this continuing to be a conversation? It seems like this is all stuff we already know, and that Yugi already knows we're not introducing new concepts yet Yugi is turning this into a whole conversation anyways more interestingly is Bakura, Taya, and Tristan find out that there is like there's like a hole in the wall near where the dueling arena is if you look through it, it reaches to a tower Tristan thinks, ah, yes, there might be somebody with a telescope in the tower to look at the cards from far away. And then he's telling uh, Pegasus what the cards are, 
through an earpiece that he hid with his hair. Yeah. Which I'm like, that doesn't. Yeah, that's more understandable. <laughs> sure. So they they decide to go scale the tower wall. Which they find some sneak uh, in. castle items and a grappling hook. Yeah, they just find a grappling hook laying around in this weird Which Tristan castle. knows how to use well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of hobbies. Yeah. He's really into, like, antiquated uh, um, scalery. I like that Bakura the whole time this episode. He's like, I don't want to do this. He's like, guys, I think this might be a bad idea. <laughs> Maybe it's just me and the evil spirit possessing me. But I really don't think we should mess around with Pegasus's stuff. Oh, a thing to note is uh, the gang did find a portrait of a young lady. At the, in the arena um they get into no the the portrait is in the tower oh i thought they've seen it before oh wait no you're yes. right you're right They're, it's in the tower yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's so they get up to the tower window um which i just wanted to note because there's like a scene where for some reason they drew bakura with like a very clearly designed defined butt um <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Booker also says, that's not the rope, that's my leg. Yeah, there's like a lot of slapstick humor that's really just between Tristan and Bakura, but also a little bit Taya. It's like the comic relief. Yeah. Um, which is kind of distracting to have when it's intercut with scenes of Yugi screaming to his, like, grandpa who's been, whose soul's been stolen. Yeah, there's a um, big contrast. Yeah, I had to, like, switch between that and then, like, these three, like, three stooges routine. Uh, they break into the tower where they find this portrait of a mysterious young lady that they have seen before, yes, um, earlier in a different room in Pegasus's uh, right. castle. So they're like, hmm, who could this be? Do you think that this is Pegasus's wife? <laughs> uh... That's when we learn Which, Pegasus is a wife guy. Yeah, he's he uh, shows up behind them and he's like, "What are you doing, looking at this picture of a woman that I may or may not know?" <laughs> uh, and Tristan is like, "We know you were uh, cheating in that duel, Pegsy." Yeah, Peg. I also wrote down Pegsy because I was just yeah, like, no, "What?" There's like a lot of there's a lot of lines in uh. this that are intensely yeah. they're intensely for kids uh uh but um, pegasus makes the ground melt or something yeah he like pulls back his hair for his millennium eye and he turns the floor into slime and all the kids get swallowed by the slime and then they're suddenly in a tomb and they're they're seeing this like dual monsters uh duel but it's being played with stone tablets and who are all these hooded men like who are singing ritual. and chanting? Yes. And this is the point at which I believe that I should mention that the Shadow Realm, that whole concept, was invented by the four kids dub. Oh, wow. In the actual, like, Japanese version, that it's not the Shadow Realm, they just die. It's like, it's not I'm going to send you to the Shadow Realm, it's I'm going to kill you. Interesting. So it is kind of wild that 
there is so much dialogue about the Shadow Realm because it doesn't exist in the original uh, piece of media. It's a way to get around the fact that all these characters are dying. I feel like the Shadow Realm is iconic. It's almost a meme within the show. I mean, that's kind of the thing with a lot of the four kids dubs is they're very iconic because everybody watched them when they were kids and has like varying degrees of familiarity with it. But also they're also very heavily edited um, versions of the original uh, anime. It's kind of like in uh, the Sailor Moon four kids dub where they changed two of the sailors who were uh, girlfriends into being cousins because they thought that the same sex relationship wasn't kid friendly enough. Mm. So they changed it and had them be like, oh, they're so close because they're cousins. <laughs> they're they're kissing because they're cousins. Yeah, no, that's kind of like what it was, <laughs> which has become iconic in that it was a bad translation. Yeah. Uh, similar in the way that the Shadow Realm has become iconic because it's a way to get around the fact that the Shadow Realm is basically killing somebody and sending them into a hell dimension or whatever. Yeah, so the gang sees two hooded figures dueling and one loses. Mm-hmm. And he's... Uh, he disappears. He's sent to something... Or something he's happens sent to him. to the Shadow Realm. I guess, yeah. Quotation marks. And uh, it is revealed that the winner is Pegasus. Yeah. Um, it It's revealing that Pegasus might have some more arcane knowledge of how the dual monsters came to be um, that might be more nefarious than we previously thought. Um, And he basically is like... uh, The reason why I remembered and thought about the fact that the Shadow Realm is kind of just a dub um, invention is because he says that he's going to send Taya, Tristan, and Bakura to the Shadow Realm because they know too much. And I was like, oh, that seems like a weirdly translated version of I'm going to kill you because you know too much. Yeah, I thought that's what he was doing when he made the floor melt. Yeah. Uh, but he really, it looks like he brought them into like a memory palace almost. Into a lore zone. A lore zone where all you get to learn is lore. Uh... uh yeah, so he's about to, I guess, send him to the Shadow Realm when uh, Bakura's Millennium Ring acts up. Yeah, and Yami Bakura comes out and he's like, Oi, Gabna, it's not ready, it's not time for you to send us to the Shadow Realm. Uh, Oi, don't be sending me our Shadow Realm. He becomes a pirate. Uh-huh. Like in Muppets Treasure Island. Yeah. He's suddenly played by Tim Curry. Yeah, and then he loses a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so Yami Bakura uh, basically is like, oh, you thought that you would get rid of us, but turns out I'm just going to erase everybody's memories because this doesn't work with my personal plan. Oh, yeah. It pulls the men in black. Yeah, and erases everybody's memory and sends them all back to bed. And they wake up and they're like, wow, what a terrible dream I just had. Which is kind of mirroring the last time that they all 
got uh, Bakura got got yeah. by Yami Bakura, um, which I think is it's kind of a reoccurring thing where there will be one big bad who is doing bad and evil things like Pegasus, but Yami Bakura will always be in the background with a separate evil plan that he is trying <laughs> to enact, and so that's kind of why. Bakura is not always with the main cast, but he comes back later because he's always going to have something to do with the plot. Mm. And there's like a lot of different Bakuras that are all pretty morally gray, except for um, like actual human being Bakura, Ryo Bakura, who is a sweet cinnamon roll. Do you think it's weird um, that Yugi sleeps with his collar on? Um, I felt like it was weirder that he was wearing a shirt over the belt shirt. Yeah. Like, it was like he had his uh, Edward Scissorhands belt shirt on. Yeah. Which is what inspired the artist of Yu-Gi-Oh! Specifically with that design. But then he also had his, like, school shirt over it. Yeah. Like, that was just his torso. Just doesn't seem comfortable. No. But it doesn't seem like anybody would be comfortable, except for Joey, who was just in a t-shirt. Everyone else was, like, wearing their clothes to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, except for Mai, who, like, had taken off her jacket and was just in the, like, bodice. Right. It's kind of like, don't you have, like, maybe, like, a a tank top or something that you could put on that would be more comfortable to wear while you strategize. They didn't have the budget to draw that. Damn. They could have just, like, drawn a little collar and then colored it in, (laughs) and then it would be, like, like a t-shirt. But um, while all this is happening, Bandit Keith has stolen Joey's card. And everybody wakes up and they're like, huh, I wonder what's going to happen tomorrow. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Uh, this episode was a lot of information and yet nothing happened. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid three. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty low on the list. It kind of reminded me of the boat episode. Oh, yeah. Um, where a lot of boat stuff happened, but didn't really happen except for like it's kind of like a lot of things happened quotation marks but really only one thing happened in this episode and that was bandit keith stealing joey's card everything else has almost no everything else that happened by the end of the episode something has happened to make it so it won't affect the next few episodes which is why it makes me think that this is an entire episode devised of stuff that was cut previously and had to be sort of yeah that makes sense uh, combined together because it's like ooh fuck there's plot lines that will make <laughs> sense if they don't have this one piece of information so uh, okay so we're just going to have one episode where they're all sleeping yeah um, so I think that I I will give it actually maybe like a three and a half Okay. Because I liked some of Tristan's jokes. Nice. I thought they were kind of funny. I liked when he called him Pegsy. That was good. That was good stuff. For the combined episodes of Creator vs. Champion, I will give it a solid 9. 
A solid night. I like the duel. I like seeing tune cards. Got to see mm. Pegasus. His strats. Uh, yeah. There's some good lines. Good episode. Yeah. I think those... The episodes where... I, I think this episode I don't like quite as much as the first one. Uh, because it feels... I don't love how it's more tilted in Pegasus's favor, and it's kind of just, like, card after card of him beating up on Kaiba's cards. I feel like the duels are more fun to watch when it's, like, a lot of back and forth. Mm. Like, I think it does um, a good job of setting him up as an even bigger bad, though, like, in the arena. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think both episodes are very good. I Like, they're still... I would say, like, this episode, that uh, Creator versus Champion Part 2 is, like, a 9 for me. I just would put the other one at a 10. Okay. They're both really good. I just think the other, the second one is a little more, so because it's more duel-heavy. Sure. And it's not a particularly, like, well-matched duel, like maybe a Yami Yugi versus Kaiba, or mm. maybe what we're going to get with um, Yugi versus Mai. It's not like they're not. It is very unfair. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've ever seen Parks and Rec, when uh, Ron um, hands the park ranger his uh, his paper that he's like, oh yeah, I filled out a form so that I could barbecue in this park, and the paper just says I can do what I want, and then he signed it, and that's basically what um, Pegasus does in this duel. Yeah. Which is, I can do whatever I want because I made this card game up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Kaiba's soul got stolen. That's some good drama, and I, I'm excited to see that developed more. It's just kind of a bummer that it's followed by a filler episode, almost. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see these playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I think the Yugi and Mai duel might be a little more interesting than the joey and bandit keith although it's will be fun to see how joey has progressed as a duelist right um but i think that's kind of all i have to say on those two episodes there's a lot that's gonna happen and um even more stuff that we'll learn about pegasus uh and I'm looking forward to digging into that more. Yeah, so be sure um, to listen on the next episode, and you'll know when that goes up, because it always goes up at the same time. But also follow us on Twitter, where we post yeah. memes and jokes, and you can answer our sweet meme questions. We'll be memeing on there. Um, follow us at Yugi Bros Podcast on Twitter. Our episodes come out every Tuesday. I don't know if we've ever officially said that they come out on Tuesdays, but they do. Um, they come out on Tuesdays, and uh, we will always post the link on Tuesdays. You can also send us uh, stuff at our email address, which is yugibrospodcast at gmail.com. Um, and last, but certainly not least, we would like to thank our friend Jocelyn Reyes for our theme music. Uh, I believe you can find more of her music uh, at her band camp, which is Jocelyn Reyes. 
and you know, uh, we had some good duels this week. We sure did. Some good shit. See you later, Pegsy. <laughs> See you later, duelists. It's time to. <laughs> 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 <laughs>